Here we go. It is the week 17 review of the In the Fourth podcast with your host, Cole Northrup. I hope you guys had a great New Year's Eve. I was up in Nashville, saw some college buddies of mine. It was a great time. You know, just starting to recover from it a little bit, a couple days later, right? You know, but regardless, I hope you guys had enjoyed your family time in the past two weeks, enjoyed the holidays, doing stuff that you like to do, right? Watching some football, watching the semifinal games in college, which were a little bit underwhelming, but we have a great national championship game coming up next Monday between Georgia and Alabama. But we're going to go with the NFL like we always do, right? And I was on my way home from Nashville. I was on a plane. I missed the first half of the of the 1 o'clock games. But I land, and the first notification that comes up on my phone is about Antonio Brown, right? And how he not only got frustrated at the Tampa Bay coaching staff, but subsequently disrobed and threw his jersey, threw his other garments around the field into the stands, right? And heftily walked off. And at that point, right after the game, Bruce Arians came out and said, oh, well, Antonio Brown's no longer a buck, right? Which would be logical sense with the amount of chaos that has preceded Antonio Brown and what he's done, not only at the Buccaneers with a fake vaccination card, but also at the other three stops that he's been at, right? And the story that comes out today is that, oh, wait, maybe Antonio Brown is actually not cut, right? Because he hasn't shown up on, he hasn't been a free agent yet. The Buccaneers actually haven't officially cut him. They came out and said, we might actually suspend Antonio Brown, which I think is absolutely comical, right? And it's the essence of the entire, entire argument of production versus distraction, right? If you're going to produce at a high level, a Devontae Adams level, a Mike Evans level, a Stefan Diggs level, right? If you can produce at a very, very high level, it doesn't matter what distraction you are on or off the field, right? It doesn't matter if you storm off the field, quit on your team in a game that you're losing where you're the guy. It doesn't matter that you can freeze your feet somehow in the middle of summer in Vegas. Doesn't matter that you need a new helmet or that you need a new vaccination card or that you faked a vaccination card or that you called out an NFL owner in New England or that you live streamed, you know, a post-game press conference uh, after a, a playoff win in Mike Tomlin, right? Doesn't matter. All those things don't matter. Why? Why do you think that is? It's because the Bucks need him. The Bucks need him, and they sat down on Monday, and they said, "Shit, guys, if we're really going to compete, if we're really going to go after this championship, we just have to put up with him. We just have to put up with him. Why? Because Mike Evans is out there running on a hurt hamstring. Chris Godwin is out for the season. Gronk's a little bit old, can't carry the weight that he used to in New England. Right? We're going to rely on Scotty Miller, who's been out of the rotation for most of the year this year." Right? We're going to rely on guys that we've never heard of. Keyshawn Vaughn. Right? No, we can't rely on those guys. So it looks like we have to put up with Antonio Brown. And it's just so funny to watch all of these quote-unquote Devo receivers 
Ocho Cinco, right? T.O., Antonio Brown, all these guys. The whole media makes a big fuss and says, oh, well, you can't keep them on your team. They're too much of a distraction. And all you hear now is, well, looks like they're going to keep them on the team. Well, they're going to give them another chance. Well, they're going to bring Chad Ochocinco into another camp. Well, T.O. still can run at 24 miles an hour or whatever he did on the treadmill the other day, right? All these guys that cause so much, quote-unquote, locker room distraction, they keep getting jobs. They keep getting tryouts. They keep getting roster spots. Why? Because they are so talented that it demands it. It demands it. You cannot turn a blind eye to these to the talent that these guys have. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're on the football field. It doesn't matter if you're an accountant firm. It doesn't matter if you're in whatever field that you can be in. Neurology, right? At the end of the day, if you are that talented and you are the best of the best, people are going to put up with you. And people are going to continue to put up with you. And frankly, they're probably going to support you and try to look like they're helping you, right? Because if Antonio Brown was cut today, I don't think there's a single NFL team that's going to reach out to him and say, hey, we, we need you. Why? Because he's too much of a distraction this late in the season. But the Bucks need him. That's the difference. The Bucks need him. Green Bay doesn't necessarily need him. The Bills don't necessarily need him. Nor does Kansas City. Not at this juncture. But the Bucks do because of the rash of injuries that they've had at the particular position of wide receiver. It's just something to think about. Because when you see Antonio Brown play here in about two weeks on a playoff Sunday when they play the Eagles probably, just remember, just think back to this and say, wait, what? didn't he walk off the field two weeks ago and say, and Bruce Arians say he's no longer a buck? It's, it's pretty convenient, isn't it? Just something to think about. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the AFC quarterbacks and just how special Joe Burrow was on Sunday. I got to give credit where credit's due. And credit's due to Joe Burrow. I just want you guys to flash back and think back to the start of the season this year. And just think about the AFC North, right? You had Baltimore, who was dealing with some training camp injuries, but was still the preseason favorite. You had a Pittsburgh team that was returning a really, really good defense and an old veteran quarterback that, you know, made the playoffs the previous year and could certainly do it again. And then you had a top five roster in the Cleveland Browns who were expected to make the AFC Championship game. Not just the playoffs, because they made the divisional the year before. Not just the playoffs, the AFC Championship game. And some people, some people, Skip Bayless included, predicted them to make the Super Bowl out of the AFC, right? And then you have the Cincinnati Bengals. And people questioned if Zach Taylor was the right coach, including me. People questioned how Joe Burrow was going to look coming off an ACL tear from the previous year. People questioned if Jamar Chase was going to work since he had so many preseason drops, right? If they made the right pick of Jamar or Panay Sewell, right, who has been a Pro Bowl and probably the best tackle, especially rookie tackle, in the league this year, by the way. Just shout out to Detroit there. But all these things, sum them all up, right, back in August. And you would have said Cincinnati's probably the third or the fourth best team in the AFC North, right? 
Well, Cincinnati managed to go into Kansas City this past Sunday, and Joe Burrow threw an absolute party on the Kansas City secondary. It looked like the Kansas City Chiefs of the first half of the year, right? Weeks one through six where they couldn't stop a soul, where they were getting blown out by the Titans and the Bills, right? Baltimore beat them, I believe. So all these teams, that's what it looked like. And then Kansas City goes on an eight-game win streak, right? Number one seed. Win and they clinch the number one seed. They they don't even have to worry about Can- or Tennessee in the in week 18. And Burrow's down 28-14 right in the middle of the second quarter. I think it was at half, actually. They're down 28-14. And if you would have told me at that moment in time, hey, Kansas City's going to lose this game. I was going to say, how... How are they going to lose this game? They're up 28. They're up 28-14. They're up 14 going into halftime. They're at home. They don't lose this game. Are you kidding me? And it was because of Joe Burrow. He went 30 of 39 for 448 passing yards. That is insane. He had 148 passer rating. Do you know what the cap is? It's like 153. Okay? He was damn near perfect. He threw for four touchdowns. Now, Jamar certainly helped him on the catch-and-run stuff, right? But Burrow has got a swagger, a moxie, that some of these other quarterbacks don't have, right? And that was his one of his best characteristics coming out. They said that he was going to be a program-changer, a franchise-changing quarterback, right? Because of the moxie that he brings. It's similar to a Tom Brady-esque moxie, right? A guy that just wants to take your heart and rip it out through your own throat, right? That's what Burrow wants to do, and he takes enjoyment in doing so. And it's so much fun to watch him, right? And overall, I don't, are they going to be, is their ceiling probably the divisional round? Yes, it's probably the divisional round. They could win a playoff game. It'd be really fun to see them in Indianapolis match up because it, I think it would just be a really fun game overall. We, get, we could really see the ebbs and flows of Carson Wentz against Joe Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, that run run offense against a pretty okay Cincinnati defense, right? But when you think about all of the AFC quarterbacks and you said, damn, man, they are so young. You have Mahomes, you have Allen, you have Lamar, Herbert, Burrow. I mean, Baker, yes. Carson Wentz is only like 27 or 28, Right. These are young guys. Derek Carr's in that mix. He's a little bit older. He's in his he's like 30 now, but he's in that mix because he's damn good. You have Trevor Lawrence. You have Zach Wilson if he can never get any help, right? You just have young quarterbacks galore in the AFC. Not to mention Deshaun Watson, who we haven't watched all year. So I don't know how you order these guys. I don't know how. Because I think everyone's order would be different. I mean, right now, I'd say. It's Mahomes 1, Herbert 2, Josh 3, Lamar 4, Burrow 5. But if you told me Burrow's 4, I, I can't tell you you're not wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just so close. And it's so much fun to watch because you're getting to watch the best guys on Sundays compete against the best. In the NFC, it's the old guard, right? It's Rodgers, who's 39. It's Brady. It's... Russell Wilson, right? Obviously not in the playoffs. Jimmy G's been around the league for a long time, right? Matt Ryan. All these guys are older except for Trey Lance and Kyler Murray, right? 
But in the AFC, it's like we're going to get these matchups for the next 10 years. We're going to get them. And then you look around and you say, if you're the Raiders today, and you say, we have Derek Carr. We have the probably the seventh best quarterback in the AFC. Not to mention Ryan Tannehill, not to mention Carson Wentz, who both have had okay years this year. We have the seventh best quarterback in the AFC. And if Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers gets traded to Denver, you say, damn, man, how are we going to compete? How are we going to compete in this division against these three quarterbacks with a guy who's pretty good? He's pretty good, but he's not. You can't tell me that the Raiders are going to win that division or be able to compete on, on a consistent basis. No chance. Same with the Browns. You look around. The Browns are looking around and said, we wasted a number one pick on Baker Mayfield. We thought he was going to be the Joe Burrow of our franchise, which he's done a really good job. He's done a really good job. But then when you put him up against these other quarterbacks, right, these measuring sticks, these Josh Allens, these Joe Burrows, these Lamars, when they're in your own division, they're right down the street from you. And you say, man, we got the third best at the at the ceiling. We got the third best quarterback, right? Whoever, whoever Pittsburgh gets next year, it could be Deshaun and Baker's the fourth best quarterback, right? So you look at, that's why these teams are looking around and saying, we need that. We need that guy. We need Joe Burrow. We need Deshaun Watson. And that's why you're going to see this offseason absolutely insane offers for Russell Wilson. Insane offers for Deshaun Watson. We're talking multiple players, multiple first-round picks, a couple second-rounders. Why? Because franchises know that at the end of the day, the quarterback, you need a quarterback that's going to drive the bus. You can't have a sidecar for a quarterback. You can't have Baker Mayfield or Teddy Bridgewater running the show because they're not going to be good enough. They're not going to be good enough, not in today's day and age. Maybe in 2000, when you had Trent Dilfer win the Super Bowl, they could be a sidecar and be along for the ride, right? But you can't have it anymore. You can't have it anymore. Coming up next, we are going to actually go through some coaching news that, that broke today that would kind of change the landscape of the league. There was news that broke today that came out that said Jim Harbaugh is seriously interested in the Las Vegas Raiders head coaching job. And there's probably going to be mixed feelings about it. Obviously, the Michigan fans would probably want to keep him, right? Especially with them going to the college football playoff for the first time this year. But I think if I'm the Raiders, I go full steam ahead for him. I go all in for Jim Harbaugh. And you're going to say, that doesn't make any sense. Why? He, he, he flamed out in the NFL. You say he flamed out. He took the 49ers in his first year to a 13 and 3 record. And then they went 12 and 4, and then they went 12 and 4 again. They went to 3 NFC title games and they went to one Super Bowl. That is insane. He did that in 4 years. Did it in 4 years. And you're telling me as the Raiders you wouldn't throw a ton of money at him if he's even considering Leading, leaving a lifetime contract at Michigan, I mean, I think this is a no-doubter. I think this is a no-brainer. Why? Because you're the Raiders, and just like we talked about last segment, you're looking around and you, you know 
Denver's going to get a quarterback. And you know you have to compete with Justin Herbert and Mahomes for the next 10 years. Why wouldn't you go out and go get Jim Harbaugh? Why not? Otherwise, you're going to be a basement of a franchise. And people say, you know, the Raiders are a dumpster fire a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a dumpster fire. They, they experienced a mid-year head coaching change. They experienced a tragic accident with one of their star players in Henry Ruggs among other locker room issues, right? And they are one game from making the playoffs. They beat the Chargers this weekend. Guess who's in the playoffs? The Las Vegas Raiders led by Derek Carr, right? That is all the foundation you need for Jim Harbaugh to come in and take that team to the next level. Because we know this. We know that Jim Harbaugh is a grinder. We know that he's going to, his first year or two, absolutely infuse leadership infuse heart and desire into that program and probably about year four year five he's going to grind people he's going to grind people down he's going to wear on people and people are going to want him out right that's where that's what his mo's been at at san francisco that's what it was at stanford that's what it was at michigan until they won this year right right so at the end of the day i think it would be a great hire for the las vegas raiders because He's just going to get as much as he can out of this roster, and it's a new challenge for him, right? This is a guy that seeks challenges. Don't forget, the year after he left San Francisco, they went 4-12. and They went 4-12, and all right? I guarantee you, if he leaves Michigan this year, Michigan is not making the college football playoff. They're probably a 4-5 to loss team in the Big Ten, right? He goes to places. Stanford, you don't even, Stanford's not even nationally televised anymore. They're at the bottom of the Pac 12, and they have a good coach. They have a good coach out there, right? That just shows you how much he changes an organization top to bottom, for good or for bad. For good or for bad, right? It might be four years of hell. He might be grinding on people all day long, but at the end of the day, he gets results. He gets results. And he's going to go to go to the Raiders. He's going to have a top 15 quarterback in Derek Carr, right? He's going to be able to do some damage in that in that conference or in that division. It's going to be really fun to watch. That's what I want. I want to see that. Who doesn't want to see Jim Harbaugh get another crack at the NFL with what he did in San Francisco? I mean, sign me up, man. I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. I would say, you know what I would say? I'd say Jacksonville will go do the same thing, but they already had a patriarch come in and it didn't work. So I don't think they're going to go the college college head coaching route. But man, would it be fun to see Harbaugh in Jacksonville? Man, it'd be fun. It would be so much fun. It'd be fun to see Harbaugh in Chicago with, with Justin Fields and develop him in that crappy division outside of Green Bay. Man, that would be fun. If I'm NFL coaches, I'm calling him today. You know why? Because that report came out and every single possible franchise that's considering a coaching change should say, hey, man, that's a great coach. We need to go get him. It, it's better than Kellen Moore. Yes, Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl, but it was a little bit of luck. A little bit of luck, right? And Harbaugh had su- sustained success. Had three NFC title games. Had one Super Bowl. Should have won it if the lights didn't go out. And it wasn't Ray Lewis's last game, right? Other than that, folks... Keep your eye on the news. We're going to go through some tears of truth later this week. Prepare for this huge Week 18 NFL setting matchup for the playoffs. It's going to be so much fun. Keep an eye out for that. 
probably release on Friday morning, and I'll talk to you guys. Then.